night with a sick kid and then get up and go to work the next day. She's the one who would, uh, who would clean up all the messes that I made, both literally and figuratively, and, and still love me anyway, even when I wasn't particularly lovable. Because that's, that's who moms are. That's, that's what they do. There are still people in my home church who will tell you the story about, uh, we, we had a, a, a high school youth group section that we all sat in. And one Sunday morning I was sitting there and I was talking I know that's hard to believe, but I was talking during the, the church service, and, and apparently I was getting a little rambunctious, loud, boisterous, whatever, because uh, all of a sudden I feel this, this hand grab my ear. And they still tell the story of my little mama. Y'all met, some of you met her. My little mama reaching up with that big old boy's ear, dragging him out of church. Yeah, and, and it even didn't matter how big I got. Mama could still set me straight. They tell the story now because for a while my nephew was there, and, and his mama carried him out one morning. And this is an old school church, so it's real quiet. And she's, he's going out the back door, and he hollers out, Y'all pray for me! <laughs> but regardless, mom's the one that we cling to. Mom's the one, especially with us, with boys, mom's the one we come to. You know, it doesn't matter how big the boy is. You don't ever see an NFL player score a touchdown and say hi, Dad, to the, to the TV. He doesn't. Because moms and sons, there's something special there. Um, this morning, I would submit to you that that intimacy, that specialness of that relationship is not accidental. That, that God repeatedly references the love of mothers throughout the Bible and uses that relationship as a metaphor for His love for us. If you have your Bible, turn to Isaiah chapter 66. Isaiah 66, starting at verse 12, says, For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the nations like an overflowing stream, and you shall nurse. You shall be carried upon her hip and bounced upon her knees. As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. I've heard, preacher, I heard a preacher once talk about God's love being motherly. And that's what this passage says. That, that He loves us like a mother loves her newborn child. As, as, as one whom His mother comforts, so I will comfort you. I think that's a beautiful picture. And I don't think God does that by accident. Because there's something special about the way a mother loves her children. I remember when our kids were little, when they were babies, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and Hillary would be gone. I wouldn't know where she was at. And I'd find her just standing in their room watching them sleep, right? You've done it. You know what I'm talking about. All you moms are shaking your head right now because you've been there. You've stood there and what, there's just something special about that, that moment. Or, or I can tell you other moments when I'd find her in the middle of the night rocking a baby uh, covered in who knows what. And, and still looking more beautiful than I've ever seen her because that moment, that bond between that baby and that mom, that's special. And I think God doesn't do that by accident. I think God puts that there on purpose. This is the picture God paints of us, to us of His undying love. And so there's three attributes of this that I want to carry over and I want us to look at as we think about our relationship with God and we overlay that with the metaphor of motherhood. First of all, God is compassionate like a mother. When somebody has an accident at our house, 
I generally become the inquisitor general. I want to know what happened. I want to know what's hurt. I want to know what's broke. I want to have a little sermon about this is why we don't do this. But, but mom doesn't do that. Mom just holds them. Mom just says it's okay. It's going to be all right. And, and that's why when, uh, when they're hurt, when there's pain or trouble, they don't come running for daddy. They come looking for mom. It doesn't change. When I get sick now, I call my mom, Mama, I don't feel good. She can't do anything about it. But we need our mom because mom is compassionate. Too often in our lives, we picture God as that inquisitor. That when we mess up, God's going, you see there, I told you. This is why you don't do things like But that's not it. God says he's compassionate like a mother. Too often uh, we expect him to chastise us or, or tell us how we should do it differently. But, but God's like a mother. He picks us up, he, he cleans us off, he kisses our boo-boos and, 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 and holds us. That's the compassionate love that, that God holds for us. I think God's also sacrificial like a mother. That Now, I'll tell you, I'm embarrassing her this morning, but my wife is probably one of the smartest people I know. I mean, the, the girl graduated with a master's degree at 23, had the highest GPA in her whole school, and didn't even know about it. I mean, she graduated and started this upward ascent, mastering everything she'd done, creating her own uh, therapy uh, uh, practice and all this stuff. But when she had babies, as soon as Allie was born, it all changed. And it was remarkable to watch because all the things that were so important weren't that important anymore. And there's mom shaking your heads right now because you know exactly what I'm talking about. At that moment, at that moment when you held that baby in your arms, all of a sudden those things that you'd been working for, all of a sudden those things that you'd been pressing towards, they didn't matter as much anymore. I think that's the sacrificial love that we're talking about. Jesus once remarked on that sacrificial love by saying that women understand suffering, but they see the value on the other side eclipsing anything that they've endured to get there. John chapter 16, verse 21, Jesus says, When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she's delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. Jesus died, he says, so that he could gather his creation like a mother would gather her chicks. The thousands of sacrifices the average mother makes for her children reflects that ultimate sacrifice of God. And God's comforting. God is comforting like a mother. As I said before, when our kids are sick or hurt or upset, they don't, they don't come looking for daddy. They look for mama. They say that I'm too big and prickly. I think that's this, or it may be other things. I, but, but they look for mom because... Just as a mother can pacify and soothe, so does, so does God soothe His children. God is the God of all comfort. Jesus told us He was sending a comforter to replace Himself. The role of the Holy Spirit in our lives is part of that role, like a mother, to comfort, to bring us understanding, to bring us calming, to lift the stress and anxiety that we wrestle with, and, and to take our worries and cares upon Himself. Um, David understood this. He had a lot of trouble in his life, and, and, but he had a relationship with God so that he knew where to find that peace and comfort. 
In Psalm 131, verse 1 and 2, he says, O Lord, my heart is not lifted up, my eyes are not raised too high, I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. That compassion, that sacrifice, that comfort of a mother are all traits that are reflections of God. And some people say, well, Jeff, that's fine and good, but that wasn't my experience. You know, maybe maybe your mom passed away. Maybe your mom gave you up. Maybe she was never there but, and never offered you any compassion, never showed you any sacrifice, never offered you any comfort. But to you, I would say that God does not forget you. That all of us can find someone in our lives who acted as a mother. Even if it's a spiritual mother. You can think of people in your lives who have mothered you. Isaiah 49 says it this way. Verse 15 and 16, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Now, y'all know I like to look at the cultural aspect of things, and so I did a lot of digging because I was trying to find a cultural aspect of engraving uh, on the hands. What, what was Isaiah talking about there? Surely that was something they would understand. But I couldn't find it because nobody marks their hands. Nobody does that because our hands are delicate. Our hands are important parts of our bodies that we use for everything. And so nobody marks their hands. Nobody cuts their hands. No culture, especially not Jewish culture, would, would mark the palms of their hands. So why does he say, see, I have engraved you on my hands? Well, that's when I noticed the, the C part, right? C, look. While I'd been searching for cultural references, I'd missed the whole point. See, I have engraved you on my hands. In both Luke and John, after his return, after his resurrection, Jesus says to his disciples, See, look. Look at my hands. John chapter 20, verse 27. Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hands and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. It's the same as Isaiah. Isaiah says, see, I've engraved you on the palm of my hands. I can't forget you. Even though your mother may forget you, God will not forget you because of that compassion, that comfort, and the ultimate sacrifice on the cross. See, your mother's love for you is special. She loved you when when you kicked within her. She loved you when you were filthy and screaming. And and all through it, uh, uh, she fixed her eyes and her cares on you when when you were hurting or frightened. And and the mommy's kisses are the things that cure boo-boos and owies. Your mother knows exactly what you need to comfort you. And, and, And in that moment, God says, as a mother comforts her child. I will comfort you. In 1901, Louis Albert Banks, a noted pastor and theologian of his day in America, wrote this verse. Are you lonely? Here is a chance to creep into the motherly arms of God and find peace. Are you sorrowful? You may come and put your head upon his breast and weep there and find infinite comfort. Are you sinful? Then there is a heart throbbing with infinite compassion and pity and love. Come pillow your head there and find forgiveness. 
Today we celebrate God's goodness in giving us a mother. But we remember too that that, that motherly comfort is there as a picture of a greater comfort, of a greater love. That motherly comfort is to show us that God's love for us is the same. God's love for us is that same compassionate, that same caring, comforting, sacrificial love that we understand from our mother. You have the opportunity this morning to find that, to find that compassion, to find that comfort, to find that care. That's why we're going to sing this song, so that you have the opportunity to come forward, so that you have the opportunity to ask for the prayers of this church, so that you have the opportunity to submit to to God in baptism, to, to put on Christ, as we'll say, so that your sins may be forgiven and that that resurrection power, that Holy Spirit can come and live inside of you so that you can carry that comforter around with you all the time. That's what the offering is this morning, to accept that comfort, to accept that compassion, to accept that sacrifice. Won't you do that right now while together we stand and sing? Lord, I come, 